Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. This is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Jesus Christ, not through legalism, not through works, but through his grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the truth of God's word. So whether you're a grandma, a student, a stay-at-home mom, an entrepreneur, a coffee lover, or a tea drinker, you are welcome here. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Charity, and welcome back to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. And this is an episode that, (laughs) it sounds kind of silly, but I'm like really excited about this episode. And I think the reason I'm so excited is because when I heard this sermon that I'm basing so much of this episode off of, um, it just pulled so many things into focus. And what I mean by that is, we've all known people in our lives that are stubborn. We've all known people in our lives that you know, maybe you work with them, maybe they're not a personal friend, or maybe they're a relative, but they're belligerent, or they're hard headed. But then there's a whole other level of people who literally are so ingrained in their own mind that they are correct, that they reject anybody telling them different. And right now what we're seeing play out in society in a a far more extreme way is people who yell and yell and yell and yell and yell and yell and and don't listen to anybody. They don't want to have a conversation. They don't want to be, you know, have some sort of debate. They will not listen to anyone and they don't care. And they're even going to the extreme in some instances of taking violence as as a choice to prove their point. And yet let's pull back from the violence and just say, you know, people who just throw out information and just don't. And even if you're like, Hey, do you know, that's actually not true. They're like, don't care, you know, and they don't want to be informed or maybe they are informed, but they're misinformed or they're informed in a way that's super convenient to line up with what they want to believe versus being pushed upon to, especially as Christians to, Hey, do you know what the Bible says about that? And they don't want to hear it. Those people we're going to talk about today as as Proverbs talks about them. And then we're going to talk about the other extreme, which is someone that wants to know godly wisdom, that wants to seek God's approval, that wants to change and grow and learn and obey, that wants to be pliable in the hands of the Lord, that wants to change the world through their walk with Jesus. And we're going to talk about them too. So in Proverbs, we were talking in the last episode, Proverbs 1, 20 through 33, and it's the passage talking about how wisdom is calling out in the street. And I'm going to read that again. So the last time I read this, it was the NIV, NIV. man, that's hard to say, but this time it's going to be the ESV, the English Standard Version, same word of God, Proverbs 1, 20 through 33. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the marketplace, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gate, she speaks. Okay, so wisdom is running around, crying out in all these different places. Verse 22. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? 
How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you because I have called and you have refused to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded because you've ignored all my counsel and have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, would have none of my counsel and despised all of my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Okay, so today... We're talking about scoffers and the wise son or the wise. Now, in this passage, wisdom is talked about, but the wise son is not mentioned in this particular passage. And yet the wise son or those that are wise are are talked about throughout Proverbs. Now, one thing I want to point out about the wise son is the wise son is the perfect personification of wisdom, which is wisdom's which, which is God's wisdom, righteous application of true knowledge, right? It's not just moralism like we talked about. It is wisdom from the Lord. And the ultimate wise son, the only person that can be truly wise, who also happens to be in the lineage of David, in the lineage of Solomon, the only true wise son that ever walked the earth was Jesus. We can also be wise through our relationship with Christ, through Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the sanctification of our walk with him, the working out of our sin in the sense of, of through his forgiveness, his love, our repentance and our seeking him, our seeking wisdom. But the only true wise son that's ever lived was Jesus. And yet Solomon's describing the wise son, this epitome of wisdom, this person who follows ultimate wisdom, who fears the Lord, because even Solomon was not ultimately the wise son. He wasn't. He was trying to say who the what the wise son is, but but his own sons definitely were not the wise sons either. If you've studied your history, whew, they were not. Mm-mm. No, sir. But let's talk about the scoffer. So the Bible talks about scoffers a, a, an immense amount. But let's focus specifically right now on a few passages in Proverbs. So Proverbs 19.29 says, Condemnation is ready for scoffers and beating for the backs of fools. Proverbs 22.10, Drive out a scoffer and strife will go out and quarreling and abuse will cease. Proverbs 13.1 says, A wise son hears his father's instructions, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Proverbs 15.12 says, A scoffer does not like to be reproved. He will not go to the wise. So throughout the Bible, again, there's so many passages about scoffers. We're actually going to read a few more here in a moment. But let's define what a scoffer is, because a fool and a scoffer honestly are very similar. A scoffer is a fool, but a scoffer is a fool who is in open rebellion against God. 
They hate wisdom. They have an open hatred towards wisdom. They do not like to be reproved. They won't go to the wise. They love and relish their scoffing. They love being arrogant and haughty. They love it. And we all know these people. And they are on full display oftentimes on the news nowadays. They're often on full display in media, in Hollywood. Let's call it out for what it is. People who love mocking and scoffing. And if someone is wise and prudent, they don't care. They find pleasure in their own arrogance. And rarely are they called out on it. And I would say almost never in today, if it lines up with an ideology of the world, are they even called on the carpet for it. They scoff and mock wisdom. And again, wisdom we're talking about God's wisdom, the righteous application of true knowledge. First of all, again, we talk about how knowledge is so skewed. It's half truths. It's not even complete information anymore. But let's say you had all the information. Unless you apply God's righteousness to that information, that's still not godly wisdom. And, and the Bible is calling us into godly wisdom, which we can have through, our, through the Holy Spirit, the relationship we have with Jesus, the reading of the word, the time we spend with the Lord. We can learn to apply God's righteousness to knowledge. And we can learn how to acquire real knowledge. It, it's almost like you have to become your own detective nowadays to find true knowledge, but it's, it is out there to be found. But most of us are lazy. Let's be frank. Listen, if we can listen to a podcast, <clears throat> I realize I'm being a little hypocritical right now, but if we can listen to a podcast or we can watch a show, Instead of actually delving deep into information and researching for ourselves something, remember back in the day when we had to do research paper for school, get several sources, cite your sources, find out what's going on. Most of us are too lazy to really delve deep into things. I get it. But today is a day and age you cannot look at a meme on Facebook or Instagram and assume that that is the truth. Nine times out of 10, the media jumps all over a story that fits their narrative, or they jump all over a story and create a narrative around it. And it takes days and days and days for it to settle down. And by that point, people have moved on to something else. And they actually never hear the truth. Either the media doesn't explain the truth, or they explain it in such a nonchalant, passive way that most of society has moved on to the next little tidbit of information that's inflaming everybody's emotions in the moment. We live in a very emotionally uh, dysregulated age. I actually teach people about human trafficking. And one of the signs of a traumatized victim of any kind of trauma is emotional dysregulation. I'm here to tell you, we do not actually have a lot of traumatized people. Yes, there are legitimately traumatized people, but we just have a lot of emotionally mature people whose emotions they let be completely dysregulated on a regular basis. And it's, it's not healthy. Wisdom reigns those emotions in reigns these things in and applies righteousness and true knowledge to it. You can't have true knowledge if you're running, if your fuel that you are running on is essentially emotions. That's not how God created any of us to be. But the scoffer is someone who just openly rebels against wisdom, doesn't care. Proverbs 14, 6 says, a, sc a scoffer seeks wisdom in vain, but knowledge is easy for a man of understanding. Proverbs 21, 24 says, scoffer is the name of the arrogant, haughty man who acts with arrogant pride. We talked about that. They love their own arrogance. Proverbs 9, 7 says, whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse, and he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Have you ever tried to lovingly correct someone? 
who is scoffing at wisdom, it's ugly. Jude 1, 17 through 19 says, But you must remember, behold, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, In the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the Spirit. So scoffers are devoid of the Holy Spirit. They don't know God. Okay, Proverbs 14.9 says, Fools mock at the guilt offering, but the upright enjoy acceptance. Proverbs 9.8 says, Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. So it goes on and on and on throughout Proverbs, throughout the Bible to just say, look, scoffers don't want wisdom. They don't want reproof. They don't care. I, I struggle with this, not because I can't identify them, but because I don't know how to reach them because they're an open rebellion to the word of God. The only thing that can reach them is the Holy Spirit. And I've said this before. It's not our job to be the Holy Spirit. So pearls before swine, when you're just constantly debating with someone or, or it's not a debate if they don't listen to you, if you're just constantly going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, even honestly, if you're being loving and sweet and you're giving scripture and you're saying, I'm really concerned about you, if they're scoffing at you, if they are mocking wisdom, if they are rejecting it, if they are arrogant and haughty and they just love the sound of their own voice, I'm here to tell you, it is a waste of time to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. However... Simple to the point, true communication, private messages, phone calls, text, honest relationship, not, not someone you don't know, but someone you do know. Only the Holy Spirit can change them. Maybe a letter, a literal sit down and write it out letter. Someone who is rejecting God's wisdom. You can only do what God tells you to do. Say what he tells you to say. And even if they reject you in the moment, you have to trust that maybe a seed was planted. Maybe God will use your words to echo. But scoffers do not seek or want wisdom. And we are living in a sea of scoffers right now. And they tend to get all the noise. They tend to get, they tend to get the attention because the people that are quiet and calm and prudent, we aren't wanting to go back and forth and yell at each other. So scoffers are really getting the microphone, so to speak, right now. And it's very frustrating for a lot of us. But just know that this is not new. <laughs> this, this is not new. Solomon was talking about these people. Hello. He was the king. And he had to put up with these people. Scoffers do not want to know God's wisdom. They aren't pliable. They aren't prudent in any way. And yet, if you continue to read in Proverbs, there's the ultimate example of what we're to do and it's in the wise son and we talked about how jesus is ultimately the only one who is ever a truly wise son vodibacham said it this way we are wise to the degree that christ is formed in us so for as much as we want jesus in us for as much as we want him, for as much as we allow him to be a part of our lives, for much as, as much as we want him to love us and be with us, that is how much we can be wise. So the more we want Jesus, the more we seek after Jesus, the more we spend time with Jesus, reading his word and being with him, the more we will gain wisdom. And that will be a continual, eternal journey. So here we are, two ends of the spectrum, the scoffer, the rejecter of wisdom, and the wise son. 
someone who personifies wisdom, who seeks wisdom, who, when wisdom calls out in the street, they answer. We're in a time right now where the scoffers are literally being the voice piece of the enemy, of Satan. There are people in Congress right now that are being scoffers. There are people in our local governments that are being scoffers. There are people who have massive platforms on social media. They're celebrities, athletes. They're being scoffers. Our friends maybe are being scoffers. Family members are being scoffers. And I'm not talking about on the political spectrum, although that is absolutely happening. I'm talking specifically about against God, against what God stands for. I really want you to stop looking at anyone running for office right now or trying to win your approval right now as a popularity contest in their personality because personalities can be deceptive because we present to people what we want to. Satan came as an angel of light. And we've, we've talked about this before. In the garden, how he presented himself, he presented himself and he didn't say, bow down and worship me. He says, do as thou wilt is ultimately what he presented to Eve as a sin. You'll be like God. You will be like God. Do as you wish and you will be like God. So people want to be little gods. Whether it's through their ideology, their power, their fame, their money. When people with millions and millions and millions and billions of dollars are sitting there telling you something that goes against what God Almighty says, they are wanting to be like God in that moment, whether they recognize it or not. They're buying a lie of the enemy. But you won't know it's a lie of the enemy if you don't know God's word. See, the problem is, is we are very illiterate in God's word and we are separating ourselves from our relationship with him and we're trusting people in culture to tell us how to live our lives morally or what God would call immorally. But it sounds so good because that information, that knowledge is being sent to us constantly and we're being programmed, propagandized. We are being marketed to, advertised to. We're being told this is good. This guy's good. This girl's good. This person's good. They're a good person. Look, they did this thing. Therefore, listen to what they have to say. They're a good person. No, no, no. Good people are not what make it into heaven. I'm not saying you can be a bad person and 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 have re- not have repented and make it into heaven. What I'm saying is moralism alone doesn't get you into heaven. Christ's blood and forgiveness and our repentance is what we need right now. But if we're listening to scoffers, they're not, they're not listening to God's wisdom. They're listening to man's wisdom. They're sucking that up like Kool-Aid and they're drinking it. And they are just saying, this is the best thing, but it's only God's wisdom we should be seeking. And if that means you need to isolate yourself from hearing the voices of the world and culture right now, despite what you want them to be in your mind, it's what they're saying with their mouth. They're scoffing at God or their actions are scoffing at God. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot vote for someone who blatantly agrees with abortion, who says it's perfectly fine to chop babies up. That's what abortion is. I actually talked to someone who didn't know what an abortion procedure was. And when I explained it to them in a pretty simple way, they said, I didn't know that's what abortion was. I've never heard that. And what I was agog because I know that they are pro-choice, 
And my husband later said, I'm glad I wasn't there because shame on them for not knowing. They claim to believe in something they know nothing about. That's the fool. They believe in something they know nothing about. They don't take the time to research and understand what it is they say they believe. And this person says they're a Christian. So they're pro-choice. They're a Christian. And when I explained to them an abortion procedure, they were shocked and they thought I was making it up. I was like, look it up. Listen to the congressional testimony of a former abortion doctor. He will walk you through that. And if you are pro-choice, go listen to it right now. You hear what it means to have a second-term abortion procedure, which is becoming the time pretty much to get abortions. Listen to how it's done. And then you dare to tell me that God agrees with that. You are tearing a baby apart from limb from limb. God does not say that's okay just because it's 2020. Now, I'm not trying to make it political, but our world has made abortion political. God didn't make it political. Man has made it political. God has said, no way. We have made it political. And in making it political, we have now said, oh, well, it's a choice. No, for God, it is not a choice. Saving babies is the only choice. Saving babies from human trafficking, saving babies from abuse, from sexual abuse, from exploitation, from abortion. That's God's choice. But because man has politicized it, we now think that there is actually two choices to make here when it comes to God. But if we listen to wisdom and prudence, no, there's no choice here. And I'm sorry, but we have decided to listen to the scoffers and the fools And we got to pull back and only listen to Lady Wisdom. So as you go about your week this week, I want you to stop and say, what information am I getting that is coming from the mouth of a fool? It may be a news anchor. It may be someone who says that they're Christian. Now, I hope they aren't a fool or a scoffer. I hope they're just simple and they don't get it and they don't know, but still turn them out. Please don't be mentored by someone who is a fool, a simple person, or a scoffer. Pray for them. Love them. But do not heed their advice if they aren't seeking God's wisdom, if they aren't being prudent, if they aren't wanting more of Jesus. And you may be turning off news a lot. (laughs) A lot, a lot, a lot. You may be having to do some research and find someone who is a believer who's going to give you all the information and then apply righteousness to it. It it may be really hard for a while to find the right resources. And it may be that God says, turn it all off and just spend time with me. Because wisdom only really comes through knowing him, seeking Jesus, and having a personal relationship with him. The Holy Spirit in your life is who's going to bring you true wisdom. The revelation of the word, reading the word in him, the Holy Spirit revealing to you what it means. See, you may be simple in some areas. I'm simple in some areas. But it doesn't mean God says stop. It doesn't mean God's like, well, you're destined to kind of stay still for the rest of your life and be simple. No, he's given you a mind, a body, a desire. He's given you a country where you can still be a Christian. You can speak out. You can say this is not okay. And you know what? If God tells you to be a loud voice, not to shout back at the scoffers when they're shouting at you, but to take a stand, then do it. Because the simple need a leader right now. The simple need more people to be telling them the truth through God's lens. The simple need help. Because maybe they aren't hard-hearted and evil. They just don't know. 
We're trying to seek out the simple. You're going to have to shove some scoffers and some fools out of your way. But the simple are who you are called to. Again, whether it's children, teenagers, people your own age, people that just came to the Lord, people that think they're Christians but never read the Bible. I don't know who it is. But you can be, through Jesus Christ, the wise daughter right now. And you can represent Jesus to them. So right now, I just want to pray for us. God, thank you for these women who are here to know more about you. Help us to constantly be pliable and prudent in our lives. Help us to seek your wisdom alone and not man's wisdom. Help us to be a voice of encouragement and hope. Help us be forgiving and loving. Help us pour out joy and not live in fear. Help us represent you in a way that not that that isn't in the world. We aren't just to be moral people. We are to stand out far and above. We are to be a light and a beacon in a very dark place. And God, the world is a very dark place right now. But we thank you that you are going to shine brighter and brighter and brighter in his church. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us bravery. Thank you for giving us desire to wake up in the morning and spend time with you. Jesus, we just love you so much right now. Thank you so much for all you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies, I love you. Jesus loves you. And if you don't hear this for the rest of the week, you are called for a purpose on this earth. There is no mistake why you are alive today. So thank you for spending time with this community of believers. And let's spend the rest of the week just delving more and more into the word. Until next time.